You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the kind book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. <laughs> Time. You know, it's a contemplative mistress, but... Uh... Oh, sorry, Pogues, I was having a... Oh, sorry, I was having a monologue moment about time. Uh, are we doing a time-based movie? We are doing a time-based movie. Don't worry. I, I went a little bit into the future and discovered that we're doing a time-based movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't know, I, though, because they don't mention time at all at the beginning of the film. No, the, t- the word time uh, or crime or time crime never comes up in this movie. Uh, if you happen to have just uh, passed over this episode through your podcast app's autoplay feature, I think you probably have made a realization. That's right. Not Another Origin Story is doing a sequel. To Time Cop. A movie that you would assume they couldn't possibly make a sequel to, especially based on the quality of Time Cop. But here we are. A, well, a sequel it, it, that Time Cop, The Berlin Decision, which I feel like is a real misnomer because that is about three seconds worth of this movie. And the it's rest also interesting. Very confusing dialogue. It's also interesting because as I dug around, I found the movie both labeled as Time Cop colon The Berlin Decision with the poster also referring to it just as Time Cop 2. Yes. Also interesting, the first movie is called Time Cop with a Space. This movie is Time Cop without a space. So if you type in Time Cop with a space in IMDb and type 2, it won't find this movie, which is really weird. But perhaps even more interesting is that if we are going to cover a piece of shit Time Cop movie that doesn't even have that John claude Van Damme buns in it. In fact, I would say no buns. Then we're going to have to go with a Time Cop expert. And when it comes to Time Cop experts, there's only one. Podcast guest all-star, Michael Hayes. What are you guys talking about? The, the unofficial uh, third member, really. We're talking about no, the, the film... I- Time Cop of the Berlin Decision came out I, in 2003? Yeah, 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 but I'm the co I'm the normal hosts. Oh, right. Uh, wait. Oh, no, wait. I forgot to tell you guys. You two used to do a podcast together. I recently traveled back in time and changed it so me and Ben did it. Hold wait, on. You, no, I've done this podcast since the war. What war? I don't know, but <laughs> someone's husband died in it. <laughs> Look, we'll work this out in post, Mike, all right? Just for the time being, we'll both co-host, okay? Uh, we'll share a mic, okay? And the two of us will put, we'll, we'll co-host together. Okay? I don't. All right, we'll figure this out. So, Post, can you give us a quick intro, and then you can just kind of blend them together. Sure. You're listening to not another origin story, the Kai Book Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and my co-host, as always, is Mike Hayes. Hey, Pogues, how's it going, buddy? Good. It's, How it's... about you, pal? <laughs> Oh, great. You know, I really thought our mini Minnesota last week was really fun, and I hope the listeners out there uh, really tuned back in because we did such a good job with that Minnesota we did. It was. As great. usual. It, I mean, I did. Hold myself, on. But... Pogues and I haven't done a Minnesota since the war. What war? <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. And as, as you just heard, listener, uh, with, with us, the, the seven time returning champion of all the worst movies who make him come watch with us is uh, our good friend Ben Chapman. Hi, Ben. Hi, it's good to be here. I'm glad Pokes and I have been able to settle all of our um, off the air differences that everyone, our Twitter beef has been pretty notorious at this point. So I'm mm-hmm. glad Pokes mm-hmm. is allowed, willing to have me on. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we worked out all of the, the hate messages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, me too, me too. We would just like to say. Uh, Ooh, it's it's rough uh, ever since Schultze died. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's been hard. He he died in the war. The yeah, wait, what war? <laughs> uh, 
if you're having trouble following the thread of this episode, uh, just make sure to check the settings in your podcast app and make sure that you're on the correct time stream. Yeah. Because there's, I think, I think we're getting some conflict here. I, I think, think we're getting right. competing time streams here. Because um, as we all know, time time travel films have you know one of three different time theory logics. You, you know, like like they use a, a, a mutable time theory that if you go back and change things, stuff can be erased, like Back to the Future, mm-hmm. or an mm-hmm. immutable time theory where if you go back and change something, that's just how it's always going to happen like in terminator films or a multiple you know time branching like in uh you know endgame uh 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 but uh in time cop their balloon decision they made a they made a pretty curious choice to do um i guess all of them and then also like kind of none of them you know what i mean the thing that caught me with this is and uh i i we were talking we vaguely remember the first movie but there's two things that stand out from it and one of them is the TEC, the government agency designed to monitor time travel and people trying to alter it, has no program for when a person who's traveled through time comes back and is like, wait, this is yeah. wildly different than everything that I came from. And they're not like, I guess we should sit down and talk to this guy and find out if someone altered our time and we don't know it. They're just like, the, huh, that's weird. He doesn't remember anything. The way that the people react to hearing strange information uh, should be very different than if I like told Pogues, Pogues, where's your eye patch go? If Pogues said, what the fuck are you talking about? That's a normal reaction. Now, if Pogues and I are part of an elite scientific organization that's job is to enforce and try to prevent the changing of time, <laughs> if I said, Pogues, you used to have an eye patch and now you don't, Pogues should be like, oh shit, time problem, time crime, quick, yeah. get everyone in a room, let's sort it out. <laughs> Like, I feel like it's just in both these movies, at one point, they like he travels back and this doctor woman comes in who he has like a crush on and like is trying to date in the beginning of the movie. And yes. she's like supposed to be like a punk rocker or something. I understand. She's and goth because her husband just, died. And his reaction is just like, what happened to the doc? It's like, motherfucker, your job is to stop people altering time. When you come back and people are wearing wildly different outfits and it's been 12 minutes, you should be like, oh shit, someone altered the time stream. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this happened in the first movie where people just didn't understand. I mean, I like the idea that the time cop traveler retains the knowledge of what was and what is. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. like, the new the, the new timeline that he happens to be in is confused. I like that. That, that. that makes the hero that much more important because they're the only one that contains, like, the quote-unquote truth. Yeah. But the fact that the people at <laughs> the time agency don't have a working knowledge of how this whole thing <laughs> happens... Yeah. They're so bewildered. <laughs> it's not like he's Marty McFly and he goes back and he's trying to explain time travel. Yeah, to yeah, Brown. yeah. It's like he, it's like going to the police and being like, "I a, a crime has been committed," and they're like, "Meh," like just so indifferent. It's so weird. They also don't seem to ever have a plan because at some point the villain who was formerly in prison breaks out and starts erasing people's histories that work at the time agency but they, uh, back but the they are style. aware that they're losing time cops because at one yes. point in one of the alternate futures the guy says well he's the only time cop we have left it's like aren't you concerned what happened to the rest of <laughs> I, know. Yeah. I think you should piece together by the fact people keep vanishing that maybe they uh but just to, to, to solve this erasing of time agents they're like all right well he broke out of prison so we're gonna send you back during his escape and you need to stop him how about just travel back to when you arrested him the first time and just shoot him also why was he not put to death you arrested a guy who almost committed a crime in the past and you melted him 
this dude straight up murdered somebody and tried to like completely Look, alter history and they were just like i guess we'll put this in, in jail it was so I wanna, weird i want to give the listener some, some time to acclimate to this insane plot but for the love of god just to, to cap this off just go back an hour before the riot and just walk up to the warden it was like hey it's me time cop uh, there's a riot coming, and you can't let it happen. All right, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll look at that someplace on Or, like, go up. back three weeks earlier. You can travel through time. You don't have to go near the event. You can but go at any time. He's they, been in jail they, for two years. Just travel back and kill him. You have you have the, the commander-in-chief write a note to himself. You send it back to before they go to Berlin, where there's the whole debacle, and say, don't send him on that mission. And then that never happens. Yes. Or, like, the thing that got me is, like, uh, so they arrest him and they put him in jail. It's like, all right, one, if they're not going to kill him, why didn't they just travel back in time till when he was, like, he joined the force and just kill him then? Yeah, or don't like, hire him. Yeah, or, like, do anything. Like, you know he's going to go bad in Berlin, so, like, right before the Berlin mission, go back and tell him, be like, he's going to try to kill Hitler. And yeah. just be like, oh, cool. And then just kill him in a time travel accident, you know, because people explode sometimes. And just be like, there we go. We fix the future. It's so weird. Like, for people who can manipulate time, they really have no idea of how to do no, it. No clue. No. But let's talk about the Berlin decision itself, which, of course, factors almost not at all into this film. No, other than the title. It, the I, premise they, is they, that... It, it's really just about him trying to kill uh, the Asian guy. It really feels like this is the second yes. half of the movie. But what's, what's fucking insane about this movie, Time Cop 2, The Berlin Decision, is that the movie begins with us like with a with a very confusing monologue cold open that does not do a good job of setting s- setting the pace or a uh, narrative world but more importantly we go past that to pan down into a nazi party like a like an actual party yeah like a ballroom party of the nazi party um and it's a nazi at, party party which even yeah. though the name is called the berlin decision was still a, still a surprise me oh, you, oh here we are <laughs> you were definitely you were definitely surprised also, um, the thing but that surprised me was i was like this isn't berlin like did they not like right because the beginning of the movie starts with them a car being stopped by a horse-drawn carriage it's like um berlin was the major city in germany there wasn't yeah. just like a random horse-drawn carriage <laughs> but more importantly six and a half minutes into this film time cop 2 Hitler is just kind of on screen, just which I think is by, not a great it hit. might be a record for the fastest Hitler. I think Since in a downfall. movie, <laughs> so you, yeah. you, you might call him Quickler. Yeah, this is definitely the, the the record for Quickler. Yeah, I think so. And then he's out quick too. He's just all yeah. the way around. Uh, and we we witness he a botch, Quitlers. a botch assassination <laughs> by uh, by. Um, whose name in the film is Miller, but I will henceforth refer to as uh, Malfoy uh, because of his hair. Yeah, I <laughs> the will sort of hair thing he's got going on. Every villain in an anime dub, like when they dub it over in English and there's one guy who just talks very monotone. Mm-hmm. I, I looked him up because I was like, I, he has to be that guy. He's not. He doesn't really act it at all. Malfoy attempts to kill Hitler because despite working at the time agency, he too fails to have an understanding of the consequences mm-hmm. of altering time. He attempts to kill Hitler, and in the ensuing drama, his wife is killed instead. Uh, I- I'm sad they cut away, because Hitler is in a room planning some sort of mil- military strategy. The door is kicked open. A Malfoy guy, a Malfoy-looking motherfucker, uh, is thrown aside by a uh, by a kung fu 
<laughs> by a kung fu dude just a, a random asian dude in berlin in 1941 and then a, a random woman in a nightgown uh, points a gun at him and is then shot in the gut and then everything you know just turns into chaos it's like a man machine guns in the hallway i want hitler to come out and be like what the fuck is going on out here <laughs> also like really terrible guards like yeah two generals with him the guy kicks open the door is holding a gun they just look and they're like hey look at that oh no it's also um, very weird why they're having a military meeting at a fucking dinner party but this supposedly sets up the plot for the remainder of the film in which malfoy is now permanently angry in which at... malfoy escapes from prison how we don't know and we don't need to know they never um, explain it right yeah, his entire is... gang is dead. The the guy he catches in the beginning of the movie after all this happens is the last <laughs> member of his gang. So how does he get out of prison? Like, he's good at stuff. I guess. It really bothered me. I was like, wait, how did he get out? He probably, he, I mean, he probably incited the riot that Where went on. Where did he get and... a time watch, though? Uh... Oh, well, he got the time watch from going to the other agency. The historical authenticity agency. He broke oh, out of prison and went to the historical authenticity. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. Now. I'm well, with it, you. Well, well, yeah. So that's where he because well, he, he went in and when, when eventually uh, our hero goes there, every everyone's dead there. They've killed everyone there, and they've been using that's the time travel from yeah. there, right? Like this movie didn't. Ex- ben and I kept figuring stuff out, like. Yeah. 20 minutes after it happened we're like oh wait that's what that was supposed to be and like things would start making sense but it took so long for us to which figure is a out. shame because mike and i pointed out that there was actually some attempts at like a theme that weren't that bad there could namely, be an interesting story in there yes namely that ryan the whole the whole conflict is kicked off because ryan refuses to let miller assassinate hitler because he holds this rigid authority that time is immutable and can't be changed which was his father's idea Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when, uh, uh, but when the time comes that Miller is going to go kill his father back in, back in like the, the, uh, his childhood days, he suddenly now wants to intervene, which Miller calls out as hypocrisy. Yeah. That's actually kind of a cool parallel that I think the movie could have explored better. But those are the sandwiches. Uh, those are the opening and closing sandwiches of this movie. And in the mm-hmm. middle is a confusing mess of vignettes in, uh, the old West Mm-hmm. For no conceivable reason, uh, in the 1980s, briefly in a Chinese restaurant in, in the 40s. In, in 1929, and I'll tell you how I know, because as he's walking up to it, a man walks out and he says, I can't believe in 1929 this guy's trying to do this to me. Fuck him. It's like, <laughs> it's like, that is the least natural piece of dialogue in the history of cinema. Couldn't he I just mean, looked at a newspaper? And do I even day- know what year it is? Because it, it never comes up. To be fair, the other day I went to Taco Bell, and I when I left, mm-hmm. my Baja Blast was mixed wrong. It was like that kind of like metallic taste. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I yeah, walked yeah. out of the sidewalk and took a sip, and I was like, fuck me. It's 2019, and I can't get a, a proper Baja Blast <laughs> at a Taco Bell. <laughs> and then this guy. A shirtless Asian man next to me went like, oh, my God, and then ran away. So I'm pretty sure I had a time encounter. I think well, I had a did, time encounter. Did you also then walk into a Chinese restaurant where every person in it knew Kung Fu? I did, in fact, yes. It, it was very good when he... <laughs> There's I, I one about white it. woman who's like a hostess. Uh, I think... I, this is all I mean, speculation, but I, I feel like since this director wasn't isn't someone who's done a lot, uh, especially before this in terms of directing, I feel like this may have been 
like a single issue of a, of the comic, and he tried really hard to stick with it because in a comic you kind of have stuff like someone walking out of a place and you they would say, oh, it's the dialogue instead of it just saying 1929, there might be a little dialogue bubble of a guy like, oh, it's 1929. And so, like, I feel like maybe this guy directed this or whoever wrote it, maybe tried to be really true to the comic, but the comic has, but didn't do a good job at it, right? Like, what didn't translate the, the drawn and written word to the visual aspect, maybe? And maybe not, but I kind of felt it was that kind of, like, as if someone literally tried to put comic cells on a screen, which doesn't quite work uh, that great. You I, gotta sh- I should point it. out for those that are listening, and maybe we didn't mention it up top because this is a sequel. Um, we did do Time Cop One ages ago. It was one of our earliest uh, ep- episodes, which is actually based on a Dark Horse, a limited Dark Horse run uh, called Time Cop, uh, uh, with a with a three part storyline called Time Cop: A Man at a Time. Um, it it shares a lot of the visual imagery in the first one that matches the weird shuttle that's on rails that mm-hmm, somehow sends mm-hmm. you fo- back in time, but a watch is all that's necessary to go. <laughs> to come yeah. return to your original position or whatever that system works um actually with that in mind let's talk about the time tech oh real quick real no, quick go ahead, go ahead. just because i noticed you hit you're looking at the yeah. thing here uh pokes the comic is one word time cop on the time cop mm-hmm. on the comic is one word and in the first movie with john claude it's two so maybe maybe well maybe the first one it is one word i don't know but i know when you type in time cop it, it does not the sequel does not come up you have to take yeah, oh, Time Cop, The oh. Berlin Decision before it'll appear. Which hmm, just seems yeah. odd, considering how many movies yeah. could possibly be called Time Cop. But let's talk about the technology they posit in Time Cop. Because as far as we can tell, and correct me if I'm wrong, to travel back in time, or uh, uh, backwards in time, you need to get into a metal OBGYN chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they sort of just spray you down with time. Um, uh, they just kind of hose hose I you down. They give you yep. a shot of like methamphetamines they give you a, or something. Yeah, they give you yeah, they yeah. give you some some absurd shot that prepares you for time travel. Then they just sort of hose your your body down with time 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 juice time juice. Uh, uh, and then once you're back in time, your watch can just put you back in the chair whenever you feel like it. Yeah, well, it's one of those calculator watches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can yeah. also you can also use your watch to travel to different time periods. Appeared. Only if you have a special one that can that can chase a time wake. Yeah. Well, but that guy, the time wake is created by that other guy just pushing buttons on his watch and then traveling through time. Oops. Oh, that's a good point. So I don't Oops. know why this chair is there at all. <laughs> yep. I could not figure that yep. out. I was like, wait, how's he, how's he teleporting with his watch? They make it such a big deal that it's like so much effort, and they have like this specific this narrow window to work with to get you back, and so many little variables they have to calculate to get you back. Uh, uh, to a very specific point in time, and it's super risky because we watch a guy die Ugh, in the yeah. beginning, a guy yeah. melt in the beginning of the yeah. film because of, um, I guess, cells, unstable cells, or whatever. Sure, yeah, that, that's sure. what they say is unstable cells. <laughs> they also talk about the fact that this this apparently takes a toll on the individual, mm-hmm. except sure. for when they don't need it to, because the one guy is traveling repeatedly through time. The uh, like Malfoy. Back to back. Yeah. yeah. Malfoy is just constantly jumping and killing all the other time agents. And like yeah, he... they, they keep making a big deal about how every time he travels through time, our, our lead character, I forget what his fucking name is. Ryan. 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 He keeps getting like, he keeps being like more and more like hurt or tired. And like when he appears, he's never like, like he's confused to where he is. This blonde haired guy though appears to be fine. He's been traveling through time what appears to be for like several weeks. 
just killing off all the other time yeah. cops. And Ryan's able to, uh, as think, what was the term we referred to as? Uh, jump into the time's butthole? Yeah, jump into the time butthole. Yeah, because that's how it's visualized, is that he jumps, and there's just a big flaring butthole in the, in, in the air, and uh, Ryan has to leap into it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and travel to a bunch of uh, obscure, unexplained locations. Because we, we, we checked the wiki, which has a surprisingly <laughs> robust explanation of the plot. Yeah. Because I actually had no idea why we were in the Old West at any given moment. He was there to kill that guy's family. And he's super racist, so he assumed the Asian guy was his family, which is pretty fucked up. Oh, oh that's why he killed that's that guy. That's why he did. Yeah, that was that supposed to yeah. happen. That makes sense. Yes, but like such a pointless like and confusing scene. Because, like, right before oh. he goes, he's like, oh, my family's from Texas. And they're like, what was your family doing in Texas? And he's like, oh, the Justin and Rose. And you're just like, well, those aren't the names of Asian people in the 1800s. So I'm going to assume they're white people. And then, you know, they travel and he just kills that Asian guy. It was just very weird. Yeah, it was like... That's why they make a big I mean, deal with showing that guy pull out his watch. Because that's the yeah. main watch. Because the, the plot effectively is, once once we know that... that Malfoy Miller is going to try to kill our protagonist Ryan by killing him before Someone he can be family. born. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna. They, 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 that's the the theory is he's got to kill him before. So basically, what he, we what we end up following is he goes back to like I don't know a great great relative and then goes back to just a great relative and then goes then we jump into where his parents are and we jump into when Ryan's a child. Like it just basically moves forward a generation each time. It's yes. basically what we follow. Yeah, he, he it, just keeps trying to like travel forward instead of just going back yeah. and trying again to kill one of the other people. If if only they could just say that, like mm-hmm. in the slightest of ways, because we only figured it, pieced it all together after we read the wiki. We're I'm like, still oh, that's what together. makes it. Like, I, it makes sense to me now. I think for the, not the, all of it. Here's the part that still doesn't make sense to me. He realizes at the end of the movie that Miller is traveling back in time to the day that his father died of an aneurysm, which is what he says happened, I think. It's an aneurysm or a blood clot or something. Mm. But then he realizes that that guy killed his father. But that event happened a really long time ago. So how could he have killed his father but not succeeded in killing him like he wanted to? For this movie to take place, because in this movie we find that what's his name travels back in time and gets in a fight with him, but because he gets in a fight with him, he convinces him not to be a bad guy in the future by talking to his old self very briefly, and then it fixes everything. But it's like, wait, why did he kill his dad in the original timeline, the unbroken timeline, before he tried to kill Hitler? Why did he go and try to kill his dad then? I, they never the explain that with the movie is we we see that there's an event that just has ha, has always happened miller yes. sh- a, a, an older miller shows up and kills his father mm-hmm. that happens before any of the time fuckery that's just something that already occurred which suggests sort of that immutable circle which is that this this is just how it's going the path that is inevitably mm-hmm. going to happen because yeah. it's already happened but, but then, then the movie lots of other stuff happened yeah, <laughs> yeah. the end of the and, movie and comes just, up and he's like no i fixed it <laughs> yeah, like what we're missing, the the thing we're missing is what was overwritten. Basically, mm-hmm. is because so so Miller Malfoy is is going back <laughs> to kill Ryan as a kid, right? His intent isn't to kill yes, the he, dad. He's run out of right? uh, relatives to keep, try to. Yeah, kill. 
So he's like, I'll just kill him when he's young, before he can become a time cop and solve time crime. And also, instead of just like, I don't know, teleporting back to a time when the kid's asleep in his bed and just shooting him, he waits until his father's, like, they're in a public place in a restroom to try to kill the kid. Which is not a great place to attempt a murder. You want to find the prime time for a crime, uh, for for, for a time crime. Ben gets stumbled over there like a Damn it! I blew it! Yeah. So so you're right, Pogues. What he should have done was gone back in time and now, he, the reason he went back to this time is because he knew the kid was going to be at this location at this time, right? Mm-hmm. But that's just lazy because you just go back around that time and you're like, I could go peek in a window and see if he's there. If he's not, I'll wait till the next night. You're yeah. right. But but what we're missing in this loop, though, what's confusing is is is, is Miller Malfoy goes into the bathroom. He's going to kill the kid. Uh, the dad gets in the way, so he kills dad. And that's what we've always seen. But we're, what we're missing in the loop is the first time this ever would have happened – the kid got away, apparently. Yeah. How? The kid goes and becomes a time cop. Yeah, so and, how And works they... with Miller. So, yeah, it's so confusing. Because it's not like he's like, oh, he's going to go and kill my dad, not realizing that my dad just dies. Yeah. Or it's, whatever. It's... He says he all of a sudden has a memory of somebody talking to his father before his father dies. So it's like that already yeah. happened. And he, and he apparently never saw his face, right? Because I would assume then he might have remembered his face because he's got a vivid memory of this, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that means somehow Miller Malfoy went in there to kill the kid, killed the dad instead, was go- still would have wanted to kill the kid, but for some reason didn't even look at the kid. So something intervened, something changed at that point the first time around. I guess maybe that, it was him walking in, his younger son. I don't know. See, like, they never explain it, and that's what's disappointing. I guess we could yeah, guess. It's, it's, it's like that. If the writer might be able to say, this is what happened, and maybe we'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Or most likely we'd be like, that's a stretch. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's that, that's the confusing like pin in this. Because, yeah, because then after that, they go, Ryan and Miller Malfoy go out and they fight and they do their kung fu stuff and young Miller's there and he obviously at that point doesn't know he's going to become become a douchebag. But then he has that haircut, so he has to have some idea. You know he's a sleazeball. But then, yeah, yeah, our hero like is choking out his Miller's older self and he's like, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be this way, you can change. And then they disappear, which then implies that something miller did something different whether it became a time cop and or didn't even maybe become a time cop or something happened well he must not have because so, he's not in the uh the wrap-up where they show every other character who was in the that's movie. what i think i think he chose not to be a time cop as well because yeah they do show like previous characters and if he did still become a time cop it would have been cool to see them like be buddies or something right yeah i thought it would have like, been i thought that would have been almost a better ending is if like he had yeah. walked past and miller had been like or like when he asked that lady out at the end, he turns to walk away. Miller should have been like, "You finally did it." And they cut to him and been like, "Oh snap!" Like Miller, yeah. And Miller knows because he recognizes the dude from when he was younger. Like that would have been interesting. Instead, you're left with like, "Wait, did he change time?" I I don't know because yeah. he gives like, it, the least convincing speech in the history of speeches. He's just like, yeah, "Hey, it, you could change this." It's like all he knows is you're two old men fighting in a rotunda in a university. <laughs> Well, he recognized himself, I think. And so, like, the idea... He's a smart man. Everyone recognized themselves or their children. Like, yeah. his mom recognized... I don't know if I'd really be able to recognize. Yeah, I, I love the idea that at one point he sees his mom and his dad when they're, like, in the 80s at this terrible dance club. And she's like, yeah. hey, do I know you? And it's like, wait, are you positing the idea that parents know what their children would look like in the future even though they haven't had them yet? <laughs> like, yeah, she recognizes that, no. him as an adult human being being like... He looks familiar, but, like, why? Yeah. 
It was. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah, it doesn't track so much. That whole thing, like in Back to the Future, when they do that too, it's like no, it, yeah, it doesn't track. Yeah, this movie like, just because you're related in the future doesn't mean it's like a gene thing where you're just always known. I feel like this movie also is like a filmmaking time capsule from the early 2000s. There's a lot of sort of vague techno playing oh, yeah. through the entire movie, and there's mm-hmm. lots of these sort of like uh, like attempts at like a f- like a very like, like a kind of a flare in like the cuts. Like there's that one mm-hmm. scene where where Malfoy just goes to look at his watch, and there's sort of this like double like exposure, it's like shoo 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 shoo, as yeah. he like, pulls his arm up to just check his watch. It's like it's like as if he was just like blowing his nose, and they they do like a cool triple. 300 zoom on it yeah someone does a tumble and that slow mo's but that not a slow regular slow mo like it's a slow mo that's got like the different frames are like still there yeah 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 Yeah. it's like they filmed the old west scenes first and we're like oh let's get every technique we got and then they came back for like week two and like boy that was a lot of work (laughs) let's just yeah let's just shoot regular scenes or or that didn't look great i guess we should uh (laughs) cut cut that out a bit um What's curious is this movie does uh, absolutely nothing to attempt to connect itself to Time Cop 1. Did you notice that? No, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a sequel. I think it's just Other its than own the fact thing. it's the name of the, the same... Yeah. Thing. I think it's, it's just another... Because the tech cop. is different to get to time copping. The, there's no retaining yeah. characters. At least they, they could even do the vague... Uh, they could even do a vague thing where, like, Ryan, you know, is in the, the chief's office. Like, I'm going to save the world. He's like, you're no... Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like, you know? Yeah, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I would say at least well, they made the traveling through time less stupid. Because remember the first one, they're in like, oh, a, yeah. like a bullet car or something? Yeah. And then they, just, yeah. then they just appear falling from the air. They always teleport back in time 20 feet above the ground. Yes. Yeah. And and then the, the concern is is if, if it doesn't work, you just smash into a wall? Yes. Was yeah. that the first one, if, right? If it doesn't connect, uh, if you don't actually travel back in time, you just hit a wall instead of just making it a tube that never ends. Yeah. Eventually yeah, there's just a concrete wall you hit and explode. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the time wall. But yeah. You gotta I break also, the time wall. Of course. There was, there was one connection to the previous film. I don't know if you guys remember in the first film the scene where they travel back to the 1920s during the Great Depression and there's that guy yes. who's... And, Manipulating uh, the stock market or whatever. Yeah, and he captures him and takes. They like fall out the window and they travel back to the future. And then that guy's found guilty. And then they travel back. They send him back to when he's falling and he hits the ground and dies. Oh and yeah. And then there's a cop who has the world's worst Irish accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. Well, the, the connection in this movie is there's three cops who have the world's worst Irish. I was like, is this like a bit? Like they uh, saw that one. They're like, need more cops with bad Irish accents because they're my wife was so terrible. My wife was in the room vaguely watching this movie at different points. And when uh, she was looking at her phone and when the first cop attempted to do an Irish accent, her eyes shot up and she commented <laughs> on it immediately as if it was like an alarm went off in her head of how bad it was. I, I literally, the guy started speaking and I was just like, oh my God, it's like bad Irish accents, like a staple of the time cop movies. Like that's the one well, through thread. Like if we go watch the yeah. TV show, is there a cop with a bad Irish accent? The German isn't great either. They're yeah. not doing accents when they're in Germany. They're doing like a German dialogue, yes. but like a but lot of them American are reading accents. it. Yeah. With American accents. And a lot of them are reading it. Like they're, they, they're, they're like doing their like oral exam and like first year German where she's like, yeah, der Führer is upstairs. Like she's just like stopping between every word. <laughs> 
to yeah. try and formulate it because she clearly read it off the script that morning. <laughs> our, our hero does, I think, acknowledge it, though. I think they yes. try to make it okay. Because during that scene, he all, someone speaks to him in Japanese, and he's like, your Japanese is bad. Yeah. <laughs> like I, and I wonder if they... Because they were all secret agents, I think. And so I think they might have all been like, oh, man, we're all bad at these these words. There I, isn't a lot of secret agenting, though, no, right? No, there this should be also contains something from Time Cop 1, which is they send people back in time, but dressed in the clothes from the future. So they yes. would immediately be yeah. conspicuous to everyone who sees them. <laughs> and it's with no so gear. Weird. It's like, just get a costume. Like, yeah. uh... Like, just hire somebody from a theater to put these people mm-hmm. in the clothes from a period. Yeah, I, I would love to see more of that. I would love to see them visiting, like, a Q office and getting outfitted, yeah. like, Bond style with a bunch of, like, stupid, stupid outfits for, like, the 1920s. But, like, the, the fun part about time travel is, like, those episodes of Star Trek where they go on, like, the holodeck or whatever, mm-hmm. which they first get there and they have to, like, try and blend in and they have to sort of talk to people and not, like, mm-hmm. get uh, mm-hmm. be conspicuous and sort of get from point A to point B in a period where they don't really have any resources and they don't know anybody. That's the fun part of these kind of time travel movies. But all of the time travel is pure set pieces. Like, you are now in the Old West, which means you can have a vague gunfight. All right, we're done here. Like, they're all just set pieces for the stunt coordinators to do a stunt fight, which aren't bad. Sure, they're fine. That that guy knows Kung Fu? Yeah, they're perfectly good fights. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you can tell that they started with the fights and started to try and write the movie around them. Yeah. Yeah. Can I... I have an idea, Pogues. You said something a little earlier, just 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 a little little bit back here when you talked about maybe hiring a, a like a theater costume designer hmm. to do mm-hmm. this, right? What if this movie? What if the premise of this film was that these agents had to join a play that was in the right period so they can go back, and there was a special dressing room where they would all get to go into. So they'd, they'd put on a theatrical production for the Old West, and so then they'd get the costume designer to address them. They'd go into the special time travel dressing room, and it would be this whole weird, confusing thing. Would you watch that movie? Yes. Okay, just checking. Because, I mean, aren't you basically just describing, like, a Doctor Who room where they travel back? Basically. <laughs> that or, like, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a but they have between to... like Westworld and time travel. Yeah, but they have to put on like the play still, so they're like, they're like, where is he? Like, I gotta get back in time for my line. I gotta <laughs> get back in time. Yeah, though I see. So the police force is also a theater troupe, which is currently putting <laughs> well, on that... like the Spider-Man yeah. play or something, or they're doing like Hamilton, and the guy has to run back and get to the time. Boot. Yeah, how else do they get the outfits? <laughs> is uh, it confusing anyone that? Uh... Uh, it, it, it dawned on me at some point that not a single member of the TEC carries a weapon, except for Miller, who has a brain aneurysm taser. Mm-hmm. He has a t- he has a taser which appears to burn your insides. Yeah. It seems it seems to be some sort of super taser that he has, and he seems to bring that. No one else seems to know what it is or have one or even comment on it. But not even Ryan or any of the other agents appear to be armed. No, a couple of them have like. Uh, like era appropriate pistols where they got those but, but they know. seem during, to have gotten them in Germany. the past in the past yeah it's uh, odd um, you have a police keeping force that's not armed yeah, yeah. Uh, also i'm confused by the fact that there's a tec which stops time crime yeah and then there's a museum of like history management yeah of some kind basically which i guess his job is to police the time police no their job is to authenticate history so basically, that's sort of the thing is, that's what his dad wants to do, which is, he's like, go back and be like, 
oh, I'm here on the Titanic. I'll report what happened exactly. Gotcha. Or I can do... And so the goal was, I, I assume the point of them is supposed to be to create the ultimate record of history so that there would be a way to know if somebody's changing it. So that, they're but the there's people... no, they never explain how they know when someone's trying to change it. Exactly. But that, that, that would fix the problem we have with this movie and the last movie of where they don't have any way of checking if something yes. has changed when the guy comes back. But these guys seem like they're, they're wanting to have a system perhaps, but yeah. obviously. Like, but I think they've been around. Travel back to a random period of time and put like a book somewhere that has so, the actual history of your world. And then if you're mm-hmm. like, I think something's wrong, travel back to this date, go find that book and be like, oh shit, somebody must alter history. Yeah. Something exactly. I don't understand is 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 time travel just available to it, anyone who can get it? It feels like yeah, like you can get one of these watches in like a Japanese uh, vending machine. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, if there's just an agency that is watching history and an agency that's job is to stop crime, but only the two agencies have control or access to time travel, who is committing said crimes? Yeah. I'm very confused. You know, by it's it. sort of like how how you know people get like American surplus. Uh, Military sure. gear, you know, like somebody sells. Maybe a couple of people have figured out a way to travel in time and are trying to exploit it. Is it really that common that deserves uh, an yes. entire police force? Judging judging by this this film, I and guess, the yeah. film, yeah, it's like eight <laughs> times somebody tries to alter time in the course of like twenty eight minutes. It's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, they should really have more than the four time cops. Yeah. Honestly, well, there was also something that I loved in this one, which is uh, Ryan is put on like administrative leave as if like he, you know, pulled his gun at a routine traffic stop. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, he's on paid leave. But for time cops, they just send you back in time for your suspension period and then bring you right back to right before you were suspended. Yeah. So he's just been living in the West for like three weeks. <laughs> or like whatever i couldn't exactly tell what time period it's that was pretty supposed confusing and that's yeah, where we meet yeah. the the really dumb uh irish cops and then this also, guy's getting ready to rob we Carnegie. have a problem in every time travel movie is if the beginning of the film is predicated that malfoy attempts to kill hitler leading to a calamitous event that mm. causes him to be arrested why not just go back in time and before stop he had and yes. stop the assassination attempt before it begins. Or also, yeah. they seem to kill everyone else who has broken the, ch- who's tried to alter time. He's the only yeah. one they put in prison, which is very confusing. Also true, which appears to be yeah. a regular prison. Yes, he's just point... put in an ordinary <laughs> that appears to have no guards. Because even when he nah. comes back from the riot, the only dead people are other prisoners. I just want to see the guard, like the guard handling that goes. All right, we got, uh, we got James K. Okay, so he's going to be in for. Larceny, Grand Larceny. We got Miller, uh, Miller L. So he's going to um... attempted murder. Adolf Hitler. Hey, can hey Bill, <laughs> Bill? Does this say Hitler? Yeah, it says Hitler. What? So, wait, what? Is it a different Hitler? Probably. Okay. <laughs> it is so bizarre that he's not like in some special time cop police. Like if if oh. you, if they send people back in time because they've broken the law, like. Why wouldn't that be your punishment? Just be like, well, just send him back to a random period in time. Yeah, and now that you say this, now that you guys bring up the fact that he was in regular prison, which you're correct, it was just a normal prison. Remember how he got there? They sent him there by disintegrating his body and sucking it up into, like, heaven or something. And then there must be a receptacle at that prison. 
Where it sucks down his like. Well, the guy they, the guy they evaporated was just some other guy. No, oh, that no, yeah, that guy? guy. That guy's being. Oh, that that, that was a, a random criminal. Oh, that was the guy that tried to steal Carnegie's. And he was money. evaporated. Yeah, and he was just so he just tried to steal him. money. So so they did that to that guy who was trying to steal from Andrew Carnegie. Yeah, and, and then for when attempted he, murder, they said. And and then when mm. Miller gets caught trying to kill Hitler, they just they just go, "You're going, you're going for for a couple of years, bud." You know what? We'll put some money in your canteen. This does make sense a lot even today. I because I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight you. Why? No, this makes a lot of sense. Do you want to go back in time and amend that statement? No, because here's why. Because that guy was going back trying to steal Andrew Carnegie's money. Mm-hmm. A rich motherfucker back in the time. The random guy. The random guy, yes. Yeah, yeah. He was trying to steal Andrew Carnegie's money. A, a rich, racist, piece of shit motherfucker. Awesome. Back then. So, but, but. Wait, was but Carnegie he, racist? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, he was a monster. Okay, did um, not know that. Carnegie. Never really cared yeah, yeah. to look into it. I mean, well, he's a rich guy. He got to write his own history. He wasn't oh, great. No. Oh, um, no. It says he's a philanthropist, but mm-hmm, there's some stuff. There's a good dollop episode on it if you want to check that podcast out. Um, but, so anyway, he's stealing a rich person's money, so of course he's going to get the fucking book thrown at him. The other guy, eh, just trying to kill a, just kill someone, whatever, who gives a shit? Just send him to jail. How many time cops do you think tried to kill Hitler? It's got to be a couple. I would imagine. I'm saying, like, I'm saying just Miller. You go through orientation at, at Time Cop Academy, and then like you know you're in like your you know you're like your 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 sophomore year, and you're thinking you know what? As soon as I'm a Time Cop, mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm gonna kill Hitler. Well, the, gonna the, kill thing, Hitler. the thing I love is this guy wants to kill Hitler. If you were like, ooh, I need to kill Hitler to stop World War II from happening, when would you go back to kill Hitler? Would you Early. wait until it's nineteen fucking thirty nine? Oh yeah, when he's already annexed uh, Austria. You're just gonna yeah. kill him. He's just gonna be replaced by somebody else, and the war is still gonna continue. Yeah, it's the war is already on. Yeah, like get him while he's a failed artist. What the fuck? Yes. Kill him in that where he gets hit by mustard gas. Make sure he dies in World War One. Just, just warp in while he's in the park painting a shitty thing of trees, and be like, you fucking asshole, and stab <laughs> him, and then leave. Why wait until he's armed behind an he's army? He's already empowered. The Nazi Party is in. Entirely uh, like a thing. Like we've done nothing. Yeah. World War Two still happens. The people Miller, are you orchestrate the Holocaust are still alive too. <laughs> you that, probably that's need what to... got me. I was like, this guy's a fucking moron. He should have read a history book. Oh my god. You know, looking you know, looking behind is uh, twenty twenty, right? And so I bet you, if you had a really good economist and stuff like that, you could probably come up with a really good system of what could solve the troubles of Germany at the time. Yeah. Because there was a lot of economic failure and a lot of strife going on. So if you could just go get in there and just fix the problems they had socially going on, then in the end there wouldn't even it's be a simple. Nazi party. You take, in modern times, you Photoshop a picture of Hitler mm-hmm. just like smelling his own farts. Oh, yeah. And then you just go back in time and you just distribute it when he's like, you know, mm-hmm. rising to power. And but see, I like, think well, you're forgetting it's Germany. That's how he probably got elected. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ich bin ein Fartsmeller. You know, got my vote. Shies of films. I mean, he was famously imprisoned where he wrote Mein Kampf. I mean, that's a really good time to go kill him. You know where he's at. Yeah, and you can just kill him in a cell. Like, ah, that that, that Adolf guy in cell four just died. Mm -hmm. Oh, whatever. Yeah, also, I mean, or just go back when he was like a a teenager or when he served in World War I. I mean, that would feel mean. (laughs) So weird. Just... Just, just teach his dad how to be a good dad. Yeah. And then... It's also, like, one of those weird things, too, where, like, he's just... I don't, I don't know, like, his arguments during, like, at the end where they're, like, trying to show his stance, it's, like, such a, like, a, like a high school student's, 
like inability to understand how like things work where he's just like well if we kill hitler there's no world war ii it's like well no germany's still in a massive depression there's a pretty good chance somebody's still gonna be like let's go to war or it's just gonna happen years later like killing one person is likely not gonna stop it is the, probably stop the holocaust is but the it's like you know what i mean it's like he, he's just like well no once we kill hitler no world war ii it's like that's there's still gonna be wars man like that's not gonna change anything what was the war they keep referencing <laughs> I, they was never, the indication was the like, implication that because there was no World War II that there was like a military crisis that came later? I, yeah, that's what I assume. I think so. I think that's what there it's was like to a be. World War II in the future. Yeah, just yeah, it, it still happened like at in, some point. Like yeah. in, the, in like the nineties. Yeah, or, no or even before. Oh yeah, it would have had to be yeah somewhere because like there. her husband died in it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So yeah. it was sometime like the because this movie took, takes place in 2025, which by the way, coming up, guys, we're not too far away. We're, oh, we're looking forward to some time capping. <laughs> No, I guess the Desert Storm in Iraq would have still happened. So there was another war. Well, no, it probably wouldn't, because if World War II never happened, that means there's probably more than likely no Cold War, which means well, there's no need to arm the Afghanis to fight uh, the well, Russians, which means there's no like Muslim revolution in Iran, which means well, there's all this stuff. I'm going to stop you there, Pogues, because 9-11 still happened in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, but they mentioned it. hadn't killed Hitler yet. That, that conversation happens before he kills him. Oh, you're right. Damn it. If I there was no Cold War, though, there'd probably be no Ben Laden. Which means yeah. probably no September 11th terrorist attacks. And there'd be no Man, more We cool... might not have had Reagan. Oh, shit. Yeah, that would have be been no cool. more cool World War II video games. <laughs> yeah, so you know what? In the long run, wait, it's worth it. Wait, Rambo wouldn't have happened? <laughs> no Rambo? Oh, no? no Rambo. No First Blood. No <gasps> First Blood Part Two. Oh, first Blood Part Three? No, that's Rambo Three. Stallone yeah. would just be in, uh, working in accounting somewhere. He, he probably would just have be still... making sequels to fucking Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, <laughs> he, he probably would have done Rocky still. Did you guys see Saturday Night Fever Four: The Berlin Decision? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Tony Montana or whatever the fuck his name was. I can't remember. I just know it's Tony. <laughs> it's not that one. <laughs> yeah, Tony Montana. That, that's a that's Scarface. Scarface. <laughs> I would see that though, Scarface, but in like Saturday Night Fever. Oh, Scarface Two: The Tokyo Decision. Yeah, it's pretty good. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Scarface Two: Tokyo Drift. This timeline's all fucked. <laughs> I don't know if you guys. I, I mentioned this on the mini episode I did by myself, but you know the guy who wrote this. In two thousand, he wrote the movie Hollow Man. The. Uh, oh yeah. Kevin Bacon. That was the Kevin Bacon, movie. right? Yeah. Then he wrote I... The Fast and the Furious. Oh, really? Then he, did. He, then he wrote some terrible straight-to-video movie. <gasps> and Hobbs and short. Shaw. He wrote Hobbs and Shaw. Then he wrote Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, the sequel, and he's still credited in every one of these movies because he created the characters. He's oh, characters, characters, characters. Yeah, but characters. he wrote he's the first two. Yeah. Oh, wow. Which is insane, and it's like, wow, that's really weird. Like this guy probably never. And he also wrote. I don't know if any of you guys have seen this. 88 Minutes, the Al Pacino movie. I'm familiar with it, He plays yeah. like a forensic investigator and a portion of the movie takes place it in It must time. be really so bad. weird to, in 2000, in the year 2000, write like a, just like a movie about like kind of neighborhood street racing. And then like fast forward like 15 years later and two characters from the fourth, two spinoff characters from the fourth movie are fighting a superhero Aegis Elba. <laughs> what's, like, what's also insane though is this guy wrote that and then wrote Fast and the, Too Fast, Too Furious. Both yeah. movies did really well. Why did he do a direct-the-video time cop? 
Oh yeah, time cap would have been after those two. Yeah, that's it's he, so weird. He was just like, "Well, I made a bunch of money." Time wait, there's a Hollow Man two. Why is he doing this? Well, he didn't write. This is based on his character. No, oh, okay. it also says that's with Christian Slater too. Oh my god, it is with Christian well, Slater. But well, what could have happened with the with this our movie is that it could have been written well before. True, maybe he wrote these, it back like in the if he yeah because because I bet you with him writing Fast and Furious and Too Fast Too Furious and those being hot. People were looking for other things he'd written. Well, that he also wrote K nine one one with James with James Belushi. So. Well, that's also, a great film. He also did write one episode of Angry Beavers. That's probably yes. what got him the Fast no. and Furious movies. Wait, guys, the, the Fast and the Furious movies have been you know a ridiculous a ridiculous uh, uh, entity for a long time. Sure. If we go back in time, uh huh. <laughs> we go back in time. You got and talk Gary Scott Thompson out mm-hmm. of it. We can change the future. Yeah, I but I, I like Fast the movies. <laughs> I like the Fast and Furious yeah. movies. They're I mean, ridiculous. they're terrible, but they're like... Yeah. The, actually, the last... today, one of our friends was like, I watched it, and he said it was just like so over the top. Every moment was just like trying to outdo the previous moment. I was like, oh, you've never seen a Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like you've the never beginning seen starts off insane. Drift through buildings. And, yeah, <laughs> and then they're like, how can we make this more crazy? It's like, one of the movies ends with them dragging a safe through the middle of, like, Rio. Oh, it's so It's like, good. you gotta really up it in the next one. And so, yeah, a submarine chasing cars on an ice bank is pretty close to where you're gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Wait, can this podcast just be about Fast and the Furious now? No, but we are doing a podcast called Too Fast, Too Pot. I got nothing. You know what? Let's travel back in time and fix it. Yeah, let's go back in time and stop folks from trying to make that joke. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you to come up with something better and you didn't, and I tried. So, folks, I got a question for you. Yeah, I um, didn't take improv classes. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> I got a question for you, folks. Yes. If someone, and this is obviously a question that you will definitely be asked in the near future, mm-hmm. because everyone has been asked this question. Someone might may step up to you and say, "Hey, folks, long time no see. It's great to check in with you." Uh, random question, just just out of curiosity. You watch a lot of movies. Uh, I obviously have a copy of Time Cop Two: The Berlin Decision at home. It's very easy to find one. Um, I'm going to. Th- I think I'm going to watch it. Should I? Um. <laughs> no, I, I. No. If you're gonna, if you're like. This was definitely one of those movies where I was like bummed out that like sometimes we watch movies and it's like eh, and then other times we watch movies and I'm like I wish Ben lived like we lived in the same place like not necessarily like the same home but like this like close enough that I could be like I'm gonna come over and we're gonna watch one of these bad movies together because sometimes that but I don't even know if this would be worth it to watch with someone. I mean, Pogues, it's a ridiculous way to say that in the hypothetical because I live just like two minutes from you. I mean, I had to move away from Chicago after it was destroyed in the war. What war? <laughs> oh, um, now, Michael, you are someone who's watched a lot of uh-huh. bad direct-to-DVD B-movies mm-hmm. because you are a member of an excellent podcast known as B-Movie Mania. You recently did uh, a B-Movie Marathon mm-hmm. where you watch a lot of these and then mm-hmm. also Caligula, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I also wanted to have... I had some beef with your marathon. What? Oh, whoa, whoa! Roadhouse is not a B movie. Uh, it's it tanked and was critically uh, 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 panned. It is a cult classic, and it is absolutely in the spirit of a ridiculous B movie. Yeah, it's such a great movie. It's fantastic. It's one of the best. So it, as a, it, um, it ends with 
Patrick Swayze at one point ripping a man's throat out with his bare yeah. hands. Yes. Which, by the way, is better than the dick pinch in this movie. Which we yeah. Yes, about. the dick pinch followed by the worst one-liner in the history of one-liners. But, but back to my original point, Michael, as a uh, sommelier of bad movies, mm-hmm. would you recommend somebody watch this? Not by itself. Mm-hmm. I would say if you're going to watch like either like a, a handful, you're like, I want to do a theme movie night. I'm going to watch some time travel movies that are like bad ones yeah. or, or like future night, like nineties future movies. You know, you want to watch a jet Li's the one. Yeah. Like if you want to do like a demolition man, which would be a good yeah, one. Yeah, uh-huh. But if you wanted to, you know, you need to sprinkle in so four movies or something Eh, throw it in there. It's mm-hmm. not the worst thing. If I would say watch the first one for that because I think the first one. Was yeah, really no, yeah, the first you're, you're right. You know what? You're right. The first one is better. You so get no. buns. You get the stupid car on the tracks going into a time wall. Yeah, you also not get a, just yeah. regular stupid cars. Remember they just glued, glued like a bunch of shit to like a Woody. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. one of those old, yeah. <laughs> like wood panel. Uh, yeah, no. Watch the first one. If and the, this if you group this in with something if you want. Like it's not the it's not terrible. I agree, but. That's three no's yeah. uh, from, 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 one, from three co-hosts. Uh, so if you're listening out there and your finger's hovering over the play button over Time Cop 2, the Berlin decision, on any number of streaming platforms <laughs> that it is not available on, uh, uh, don't do it. No. Don't do it. Can I ask you one, one final question? Yes. In the, the way this movie works is you can alter time. Correct. Thus changing the future. <laughs> yep. The I think, movie, yep. The movie ends with Ryan convincing young Malfoy Miller to not become a bad guy. Correct. Mm-hmm. Thus meaning he never travels back in time to kill Uh-oh. Ryan's dad. I think I know which what means you're going Ryan to never goes back and has the conversation with him. So aren't they in a perpetual loop of reliving this cycle of him yep. convincing him not to, and then him not having, not nobody convincing him, and it constantly just going back and forth in a never-ending loop? He, I don't think so. He would have to be a good guy, except for one thing. He would be forced to go kill, to when he gets older, go back in time and kill that guy's dad. Yes. To keep the loop going. So I don't yeah. think it does. I think he, I think the dad ends up living, once that loop gets, like, cut off, mm-hmm. I think everything's fine and dad lives. Though that would have been a nice end of the movie if that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Like, to be like, oh, hey, dad. show his dad. His, like, dad should come in and be like, let's get some ice cream. Yeah. Or, or like, like he, just yeah. calls him on the phone or something. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, dad, yeah, I'll be right should, there. He should have been working with the, that, his boss in the thing. Like, he should have been complaining. That he should have come in and been like, she's right. You got to give these guys some time off. And he should have been like, dad. And yeah, then the movie should the, have ended or something. The, the, the chief, you know, you know, Robert Low Rentford, that was the chief of Time Cop Police, <laughs> should have, at the end, been his dad. Like, that's his boss. Yeah, they That would have been fucking him. great. Yeah, just like in the time loop situation, it worked out. And that's his dad now. Yeah, and then Miller could come in and be like, so... Kind of awkward now. Huh? <laughs> I have to kill you. Like, like I know I didn't kill you, but like I did watch you choke out old me, <laughs> which is really weird. Yeah, I don't know. And also, when are those? When is that trench coat that I was wearing coming to style? Or was <laughs> I just a weirdo? <laughs> oh boy. Well, um, on Mike's uh, trademark catchphrase, oh broy, let's go ahead and call this one. Yeah, that'll be it for this week. If you have any comments you want to leave us, you can leave them on our Facebook page. Yeah, make sure to SoundCloud. hit up the merch 
make up make sure to hit up the merch page uh, to get some of our obroy keychains. <laughs> I don't I don't think we can make uh, merchandise with his catchphrase. Mike's very litigious. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, I'll come after you. I'll come, I'll time sue you. Uh, oh you god. Can, you, I think you can still buy our Heaver shirt if I can if I just don't know what the name of my team is. <laughs> 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 um but Michael, any any social media or podcast references you'd like to plug? I mean, I just B Movie Mania. It's a thing. Uh, there's also a B Movie Mania TV show in Chicago that's going Wait, are on. Are you guys still doing that? I thought you canceled after everyone else in the podcast died in the war. What war? <laughs> it airs on Thursday nights, and then also on YouTube on Fridays. It premieres, so you can check them out on YouTube. B Movie Mania. We have a TV show. <laughs> Do this forever. Uh, and also you know the podcasts and uh all the other social media it's all pretty straightforward yeah you can also get mike's other keychain also comma you know the podcast (laughs) (laughs) now just real quick i like to check in whenever mike's on the podcast ben have you been invited to be on the movie mania yet yeah i mean i'm i'm a co-host on the uh on the podcast i'm on every episode mike and i you know form the entire podcast yeah he's been on since the war (laughs) Wait, what, what war? <laughs> Find me at the Disco Pony. Pogues, what's your shit? Uh, it's Pogues on Instagram, and look at art that hasn't been updated in like eight and a half months. Get back on that, Pogues. I would, but you know, I lost my arm in the war. <laughs> All right. Wait, what war? <laughs> I'm ending it. <laughs>